It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Hello, I am Moses Ikundi from Boya Cameroon. Greetings to all. My doubt is about dying. We know in the Bible it is said that except a grain of wheat shall fall to the ground and dies, it abides alone. And in another portion, it is written that for us to have the likeness and the replica, that's the image of Christ, we have to die to self, we have to die to flesh, and we have to die to sin. So my question is, how then do we die to flesh, to self, and to sin? And this dying, is it actually done instantly like all at once, like straight away, or is it done, or is it a procedure that has to be taken for us to die completely? Thank you. God bless. Hello, good day to you and once more we are here again for yet another time of learning and I always relish this time and I know you do as well because from all the feedback we keep getting from all over the world and the engagement that we have with the podcast and with the show daily is simply amazing. Thank you very much for always being present and always being dedicated, not just because you're listening but because your dedication to learn, your dedication to understand, your dedication to live a life to God that counts more than what you have at the moment in our lives. So once more, you're welcome to Ask Solomon Ray podcast, your favorite show with your host, myself, of course, Solomon Ray. And through this podcast, we seek to dissolve your doubts so you can perceive life and approach it correctly, understanding your Christian walk with Jesus Christ and your Christian living with others, maximizing your time, purpose, and assignment for the glory of God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So before we begin, of course, a word of prayer. Let's pray. But I want to thank you for the week past. I want to thank you for yet another time of learning. I want to thank you, Lord, for your grace and favor upon our lives. I want to thank you for not sparing your life for us, even when we didn't deserve you, even when we were away from you, even when there was no notion and time or evidence that we'll be born. But thank you, Lord, for seeing us and for giving your best for us. Just think of it, giving your best for the unknown. Thank you, Father, for everything. Lord, we can do nothing without you. Without you, our life has no meaning. Without you, our life has no bearing. Lord, we want to thank you for the provision. We want to thank you for the healing and the health that you keep granting us. We thank you for the gift of this body that you've granted us. We want to thank you for wisdom and for knowledge, for understanding. We want to thank you for the passion that you've built in us for your word and for who you are. Thank you very much for using every opportunity that you have to release your mind into our spirit so we can come to terms with who we are 
are and who you are to us and what we are in you so we can evolve our life in the way that you designed for us to do before we were even conceived and born. Thank you, Father, for yet another time like this. And thank you for all the people that you keep sending to listen to the podcast. And Lord, I pray that may every word that proceeds out of my mouth use my voice to inspire your people, use my mouth beyond inspiration and everything else to distill understanding rightly dividing the word of truth so your people are all built till we all come to the full stature of Jesus Christ, fully filled with all your fullness. Thank you, Father. I pray for the understanding. I pray for your people who are listening today and even in the future that as they listen, may you grant them that spirit of understanding that you've granted me, the spirit that opens the word to them, the spirit that makes them to see, that opens the eye, that illuminates the eyes and make them to see clearly what your word is dispensing your life in our bodies for the world. Thank you, Father. Start with us and end with us as well. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So welcome back and today we have a very interesting question and our questioner is Moses from Cameroon and he's asking a very very interesting question and I think personally it's beyond just interesting it's a very crucial question one of the most crucial questions that we've had in this show up to this point in time all the questions we've had have been very pertinent and crucial but our question today hinges on death as you've heard in Moses when he was asking his question how do we die to self why do I say it's interesting because humans don't like to talk about death it's something that humans dread and It's a subject that no one in their human frailty, in their humanness, really likes to face because humans have no solution to death. And our question today is how do we die to self? We know that as humans, humans crave to live, crave to exist, crave not to die. And here, our question is asking us what can we do to die? Does Jesus want us to die to self? So we're going to unpack all of that in today's show. Just stay glued. And please let me just crave your indulgence. I want you to really bear with me. And please, as a prelude, I want us to agree that the word of God is supreme. The word of God is the authority for our lives and for everything that God made. That whatever you hear from God's word, you're going to receive it. Don't fight it. If only it comes from God's word, please receive it. Don't try to impose your understanding and your culture to what God is saying. Don't try to superimpose it. Don't try to change it. So just receive it. And I totally trust that the Holy Spirit is working in me and in all of you and in all of us to make sure that we have the right attitude as we engage with this truth. So... Let's get right into it. So it has two parts. This question has two parts. How does one die to self? Number one and number two. Is it an instantaneous event or gradual process? I would have well started with number two, but I think that's very easy. So we'll deal with that towards the end. But the first thing is to ask ourselves, you know, you might just delve into it and just assume that dying to self is something that is required. But does Jesus Christ require dying to self? Does he really requires us to die to ourselves? And the simple answer is yes, and emphatically yes. So let's look at some scriptures where Jesus Christ himself makes allusion to this fact and truth and requirement. Matthew chapter 16 from verses 24 to 25. Matthew chapter 16 from verses 24 to 25 from the New King James Version. And it reads, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 25. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's our first scripture. Let's go to the second scripture, Luke chapter 17, verse 33, from the New King James Version still. And Jesus speaks, Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. 
That's the second scripture. Let's go to the third scripture. Matthew chapter 10 verse 39 from the New Living Translation this time. And it reads, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And our last scripture, John chapter 12 verse 25 from the Passion Translation, the TPT Translation. And it reads, and Jesus is speaking here, the person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. Let me repeat that one. John chapter 12 verse 25 from the Passion Translation or the TPT Bible. And it says, Jesus is talking. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. So with this, and just for emphasis sake, please go to the show notes and you'll always find the scriptures there. And sometimes we have more scriptures than we are permitted to have in the show notes. So in that case, you'll just find the scripture and we'll try to put it in hyperlink so you can click on it and it'll take you to the scripture in a different tab in your desktop, your laptop, your MacBook or your smartphone. So from these scriptures, it is abundantly clear that Jesus is requiring of all his disciples to die to themselves, to abandon themselves to him, not to try to preserve their lives, but to release their lives for his sake. So that is a requirement and it's a very, very serious requirement. And I'm going to, in this episode, going to detail just piecemeal some ideas on why it is very important for that to happen. For what to happen, again, you might ask for us to die to ourselves. And let me just say this, this question and this aspect of dying to self is a very grand subject. So what you're getting here is not the final, it will not touch like everything about that aspect. But I'm just going to single out some key things so you can just have an understanding. But there is more to what you hear today through this episode. There is more to it. And this is just a podcast to answer some questions. Really, I'm just trying to stretch it so we can have understanding. Otherwise, I'll just have to go straight and just tell you yes or no and just give you some points. But I really want to have you understand. That's my drive. So, Jesus Christ requires us to die to self. And we've seen this from the scriptures mentioned before now. So, what does it mean to die in the first place? Not to self, just to die. What does it mean to die? Because that's a key word in that phrase, dying to self. So what does it mean to die? And I'm going to give you like four different definitions what it means to die from various dictionaries. So to die means to stop living. That's from the Cambridge Dictionary. To die means to stop living. To die from dictionary.com, it means to stop being alive, undergo the complete and permanent cessation of all vital functions, that is become dead. To stop being alive, that is undergo the complete and permanent cessation of all vital functions, that is becoming dead. It's a process. And from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, to die means to pass from physical life. That is to pass from physical life, to have an end of physical life. And still from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, to die means to stop functioning. That's what it means. So, with that already being aware what it means to die, let's look at what dying to self is not. Let's look at what dying to self is not. Number one, dying to self is not penance for wrong deeds, where we punish ourselves and inflict pain on our flesh for wrong deeds, or inflict pain on ourselves emotionally and psychologically because of our wrong deeds. Dying to self is not dying to yourself, dying to your favorite food and, you know, drinks. So, dying to self doesn't mean, okay, I don't drink beer, I don't drink alcohol. That does not mean you're dying to self. Dying to self is not about forgoing dressing elegantly and in a bit to look too spiritual, you're dressing in a way that is not elegant. So, dying to self doesn't mean you're forfeiting looking good and looking elegant and classy and start wearing some rags. In the name of, I must punish this flesh. That's not what it means. Dying to self doesn't mean that you keep yourself away from food and all those things because you want to punish the flesh. You want to kill the flesh. That's not what dying to self is. 
and finally just some few ideas here dying to self doesn't necessarily mean going against the current the current trend in the world so when the world is going left you want to go left and right because when you're going opposite to the world it means you're dying to yourself that's not what it means so in this episode i'm going to give us what dying to self is but i want to take us step by step so we understand and we comprehend what dying to self is and really how it's applicable to us and in our lives so why is jesus insisting on dying to self from what we read in the previous verses where he was talking about dying to self denying yourself and it's a condition sine qua non if we have to be his disciples indeed if we must be his disciples indeed the condition sine qua non the condition irrevocable the condition indelible is that we have to die to ourselves we have to deny ourselves why is christ putting such a high mark on that aspect of dying to self simple it is because of what I call the human nature problem. And the human nature problem, it's the most difficult and the most important problem that we must deal with, that God has to deal with. If at all we are going to have a fruitful relationship with him, if at all our lives are going to count for him the way he designed it to be, if at all he's going to have his way in and through our lives and bodies to live the life that he has programmed for you, predestined for you, you before you were born and manifested to the fullest the human nature problem so let's read because you might be asking ah is it bad to be human and everything i have a teaching called desire for forbidden things and god created man everything was good but man has gone through a corruption program by the devil and that program has three phases the first phase was to alienate a man from god the second phase was to corrupt man's nature and it has always gone crescendo so man's nature is corrupt that's the reason why christ and god is emphasizing that we must die to self so let's read romans chapter 8 verses 5 to 8 romans chapter 8 verses 5 to 8 I'm reading from the Good News Translation or the GNT if you're searching. So let's read verse 5. Those who live as their human nature tells them to have their minds controlled by what human nature wants. Those who live as the spirit tells them to have their minds controlled by what the spirit wants. Verse 6. To be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the spirit results in life and peace. Verse 7, and so people become enemies of God when they are controlled by their human nature, for they do not obey God's law and in fact they cannot obey it. Verse 8 and the last, those who obey their human nature cannot please God. I'm taking my time to really be clear enough so we get it. That's a human nature problem. First, he's saying that Paul, by the Spirit, is saying, if you are functioning by human nature, you are an enemy to God. Because whatever human nature wants, the Spirit, God, will not want it. So the desires of these two entities, the human nature and the Spirit, they are always at loggerheads. They are always differing from one another. They never agree and they will never agree. Not because that's how God made man, like I explained, but because of the corruption project that happened. No time to kind of distill that further but let's read the same romans chapter 8 from verses 5 to 8 from the passion translation or the tpt and i read you can follow with me go to the show notes and you just follow with me it's important to go there and you see the translations i'm using so you can just follow and understand what i'm saying romans chapter 8 from verses 5 to 8 from the passion translation or the tpt translation verse 5 it reads those who are motivated by by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves but those who live by the impulses of the holy spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities verse 6 for the sense and reason of the flesh is death but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace let me repeat verse 6 for the sense the emotions i'm trying to kind of expand the word sense for the sense the emotions the passions the desires for the sense and reasons the understanding the wisdom the knowledge for the sense and reason of flesh is death 
but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. Verse 7. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. Not because it doesn't want to, but because it cannot. It's the strongest negation in the Hebrew language. It's like saying, can never, ever, never. It's not in the fallen human nature to respond to God and to flow in the plan of God. It's not in the fallen human nature. So it's not like it is there and human nature is resisting. There's no resistance because it's not even there. They don't even know how to do it. Let me repeat verse 7. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. Verse 8 and the last. For no matter how hard they try, ooh, the mindset that flows from human nature, for no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by human nature or in other words, the flesh. You see, these are very sobering thoughts and they are there in the Bible, black and white. So if human nature is a problem, can any human by themselves, by himself, by herself, deal with their human nature problem? Of course, no. No, because it's only the person who created us, who created the human, who can disallow, who can solve that problem because it is an inherent nature problem. Are you saying? So humans are helpless in the face of this problem that the human nature has. I repeat, that's not how God created man from the beginning, but man has gone through a corruption phase, a corruption program over time by the devil. I wish maybe in another forum in a different platform i can really talk about this the desire for building thing the teaching that i have so i can kind of distill it and you can see what the devil has been doing and is still doing to further corrupt the only people who are kind of resisting now the devil in having total control and total success in this plan of corruption is the church you see but that's that so no human by himself by herself can deal and solve this human nature problem that's why christ is so insistent and he doesn't mean his word if you must be my disciples indeed you must deny yourself because by yourself with your human nature you are going to fight my plan and it was demonstrated in what peter did when Christ said I'm going to die and all of that and Peter took Jesus by the side the master and rebuked him that far be it from you you will not die and that was the human nature expressing itself trying to negate Jesus or trying to be an obstacle to Jesus not to fulfill his destiny and purpose and assignment for God. That's why Jesus rebuked Peter or rebuked Satan and said, get thee behind me, Satan. And he said something that you do not savour the things of God, but only savour the orientation, the things of man. Are you saying? So the devil corrupted the human nature with his own way of doing things, with his own culture. So only God, the creator of man, can deal with this human nature problem. And for that to happen, it requires that we die. It's not like there is a virus and we have to put something to remove the virus and the human nature will be seen. It has to be dealt with completely. It has to be discarded. And the technology for that to happen is called dying to self, dying to yourself, denying yourself. So what's the way out of the human nature problem? The way out of the human nature problem, the way God deals with this human nature problem is by introducing a new and superior nature. So you see the Christian life, when you are born again, it is not Solomon Ray who has come to Jesus minus his sins. It is Solomon Ray dead and Jesus now is standing in the stead of Solomon Ray. So my assignment nature-wise is to make sure I conform to the image of the person that God is seeing when he looks at me. Because he doesn't see Solomon Ray again, he sees Jesus. But physically, I am still alive. But I have to conform now physically to the image of the Christ, the person that God is seeing spiritually. I hope it makes sense. So God cannot solve the human nature problem problem by disinfecting it, by applying some cosmetic measures to it, by doing away with sin, no, is by changing the whole nature and giving man a superior nature. 
So number one, the way out of the human nature problem by God is God introducing a new and superior nature, which is his nature, the nature of God. Because the human nature is the nature of man. But God brings now a superior nature, the nature of God. And it's a reason for all of that, but there's no time for me to start explaining in detail all of that. Number two, how now does this materialize? How does God practically bring this new nature, his nature, to unfold in our lives? This is achieved by introducing a new and superior life. Because your nature is subservient to your life. Your life gives birth to your nature. Your life determines your nature. Because you have the human life, so you have the human nature. Because your earthly parents gave birth to you and transmitted the human life to you. So by default, because you have the human life, so you have now the human nature. So for God to introduce his nature into you, he must introduce his life to you. And for him to introduce his life to you, you have to be born again. You have to be reborn by God. That's what being born again means is cessation from your human life and nature and coming alive God transferring to you his nature and life through his word I've said here before that spirits replicate themselves and reproduce through words that's why the most important component in the spirit realm not like the most important one of the most important component that man has that humans have to spirits whether demon spirits or the spirit of God the Holy Spirit are human bodies because human bodies are manufactured only through the process of reproduction. So, spirits cannot reproduce the human body. So, all they need is a human host still alive and they now replicate themselves in your body through words because you are not your human body. You are a spirit having a soul. So, that's the way out of the human nature problem. That's the reason why being born again is very important. It's very important. But now, he was talking to disciples. So, you'll say, okay, they were born again but why is this telling about dying because this dying to self is both instantaneous in receiving the life of god and a gradual process in unlearning all that you have known as a human being your human identity nature culture and understanding and experience and replacing it with the culture and the life and the experiences and the wisdom of god we are still talking about the solution to the human nature problem so let's read john chapter 10 verse 10 from the good news translation and it reads the thief comes only in order to steal kill and destroy i have come in order that you might have life in all its fullness i repeat again jesus is talking here the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come in order that you might have life. And the Greek word there for life is zoe, meaning the life of God. So I have come that you might have the life of God and have it in its fullness. Not part of it, not 10% of it, not 20% of it, not 50% of it, not 80%, but the fullness of God's life. Let's read John chapter 3 verses 5 to 6 from the Living Bible Translation or TLB. John chapter 3 verses 5 to 6 from the Living Bible Translation. Again, you can follow in the show notes, please. Let's read. Jesus is talking here. Jesus replied, What I am telling you so earnestly is this. Unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. 6. Men can only reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. This is Jesus talking to Nicodemus about being born again. And he makes a very strange statement there. Let me read all again. Jesus, verse 5, Jesus replied, What I'm telling you earnestly is this. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6 and the last. Men can, this is the hook, men can only reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. So when you're born again, you have a new life. When you were first born, your parents gave you the human life because that's what they have. They give you the human life and that's the only thing they can give you. But when you're born again and God gives birth to you now, you have a new life and that new life is the life of God which gives you the nature of God. Therefore, in phase one, it deals with the human nature problem by supplanting your human nature and superimposing the nature of God. So you don't have two natures and two lives. When you're born again, you cease to be human. What makes you human is the life you receive from your parents, which gives you your nature. That's what makes you human. What makes you human is not by you having a body, because there are different kinds of bodies. Celestial earthly bodies and all of that so having a body doesn't mean that's what makes to be a human or makes to be human angels have bodies but they are not humans what makes you human is the life 
that defines you and the nature that characterizes how you operate. So when you're born again, you have a new life from God, his life. And that life ushers you into his nature, which is his way of operating. Whenever I think about this, I'm just like, beautiful, God, this is amazing, amazingly wonderful. Let's read, still trying to see how, you know, still talking about the way out of the human nature problem. And these verses are just kind of giving us proof positive in the scripture that God has given us his life. And now we have a new nature, supplanting and doing away with our human nature as Christians and as followers and believers of Jesus Christ, disciples of his. Let's read our last verse in this segment. First Peter chapter 1 from verses 22 to 25 1st Peter chapter 1 from verses 22 to 25 from the message translation MSG and it reads now that you've cleaned up your lives by following the truth love one another as if your lives depended on it your new life is not like your old life let me repeat your new life is not like your old life your old birth came from mortal sperm your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived by God himself. And you know, many times in the past, I used to, what is happening to the world? And we keep saying Christians and God, and I know God is powerful. I know God is able. God is able. I know that if you're working with God and you're serving him and you're walking in his path, that things have to work out, that you have to be more than conquerors. That's what the Bible says, but I kept not seeing it in the lives of Christians, in my life, in the lives of people around the world, Christians. And I asked God some very pertinent questions. I was hungry for an answer, and I asked Jesus Christ, please, what's the problem? Why is it that we are so many Christians? By that time, you know, we're close to 3 billion Christians, or I think 2 billion or so. It was some years back, and why are we so many Christians in the world? Close to more than 2 billion, and it's as if we're not there. Darkness is still looming on the earth, and it's like Christians are non-existent. What is it? I asked him, please show me this thing. Even if it's something you have not shown anybody else, please, I want to know the truth. And I remember I was ready to fast and to do all of that. And God spoke to me one day. The problem is that we don't know who we are. He told me the problem is identity crisis. We have no idea who we are. We have no idea who we are, where we are from, the nature we have. We still live as human beings operating as human beings forfeiting the life of god or forfeiting the benefits and the abilities that the life of god offers to us you see i keep telling people even the people i train and mentor and teach that you see we have to stop being religious it's either we believe the word of god or we don't just evolving in our churches i'm not demeaning the church please so i'm speaking out of love i'm trying to pass a message just being very focused on your church, understanding the principles of your church, the, the traditions and everything, doesn't mean you are in tangent, in sync with the word of God. It doesn't mean that at all. We have to get personal with Jesus Christ. We have to. I remember watching a video of Tyrese Gibson, the musician actor of Fast and Furious, the franchise, and he was talking about, you know, that when you attend all these Grammys and the rest, you see on display satanic symbols and even the people taking the awards, they are on display as showing their allegiance to Satan and all of that. And he was saying it's high time that we Christians stop treating Jesus Christ like the little body that we just pray to when we need something and we have to become advocates of Jesus and I couldn't agree more. So let's go back to what we have today. So we see that receiving the life and nature of God is instantaneous through the born-again experience through Jesus Christ. It's instantaneous. However, the other phase which comes as a process is the expression of this new life and nature of God in the earth. That's what now takes time. Why does it take time? Why? Because number one, we have to first be aware that in Christ we cease to be human because in Christ we cease to function by our human life and nature and we have a new life in Christ the life of God and the nature of God that's the first one number two when we are aware of this the second reason why it takes time is because we have to unlearn the unlearning process of doing away with your human understanding experiences and culture those three things you were born human 
you have been human all your life. You are 20 years. You have been 20 years human plus 9 months in the womb. You are 30 years. You have been 30 years human plus 9 months in the womb. You are 40 years. You have been 40 years human. So it doesn't mean because you are born again now you automatically just forget everything. Your human experiences, your human culture and understanding still are part of you. But now you have to unlearn all those things. You have to unlearn all those the human understanding, your human experiences, your human culture and your human identity. You have to unlearn all of that. By a human identity, you have to start confessing that you are not human. You are a son of God. Son of God is the name of a species that flows out of Christ. Not just a name to mean that Jesus was born of God or he was a son of God or things like that. It's a name of the species. Like you have human. Human means earth man. Son of God means God in human flesh or God in a human body. That's what son of God means. So you understand how dying to self correlates with this son of God description, God in human body. So that's the reason why it takes time, the process, and it depends now on your and my ability, not ability, our willingness to undo with all of this. Because I've seen many Christians who are tongue-talking and they are doing all of this, but I'll talk about that later. So we have to undo our human understanding, human experiences, human culture, and our human identity. We have to undo those things unlearn them from our minds and from our vocabulary because life is expressed through words. So, why die to self? I'm going to just give us like fast four points, four reasons, very fast. Number one, dying to self is so important because dying to self is the only spiritual technology which gives Jesus Christ full access to your body, to my body. I keep saying one day to my mentees and all those who look up to me and even when I, I teach and train that one day I'm going to take out time to teach on the mystery of the body the human body the mystery of the body as one of the most sought after commodity on earth that man has that spirits don't have in the earth as human bodies because without a human body you cannot operate here in the earth fully and it's not even allowed all right it's not allowed so dying to self is the only spiritual technology which gives jesus christ or which gives god through jesus christ full access to your body and my body so let's read from romans 12 verse 1 now you understand this verse you've been reading this verse many years romans chapter 12 verse 1 from the new king james version and it reads i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy accepted to God, which is your reasonable service. Let me repeat. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Why do you say present your bodies a living sacrifice? Because when you die, like true death physically, like your time is done and you die, what is left is a human body, but it is dead. So God can't even use it because it's dead, you see. Living sacrifice because there's a way you can die to yourself and your body is still alive. And that's by dying to the non-physical components of who you are. We'll see that later. And it says, it's your reasonable act of service. Why is that? Because your body was doomed for hell. Your body was doomed for death separation from god and god in his mercy came and rescued us by dying for us so is it not reasonable that as he died for us we should die to ourselves and let him have access to our bodies for our own benefit number two dying to self enables jesus christ to live his best life and experiences for you in the earth through your body let me repeat dying to self enables jesus christ to live his best life that he had planned for you and the experience that he had pre-planned for you in the earth let's read before i comment let's read galatians chapter 2 verse 20 galatians chapter 2 verse 20 from the passion translation and it reads my old identity has been co-crucified with christ and no longer lives and now the essence of this new life is no longer mine Paul is talking. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. I love the rendering in this translation. My whole identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives, is dead. And now the essence of this new life, the life of God that is in me, is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives, the anointed one is Jesus Christ. The anointed one lives his life through me. 
we live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who lost me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing, releasing his life into mine. God has a plan for everyone. God has a master plan for everyone. God has preset experiences, preset assignments for you and me. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 from the Amplified, it says that we are we are God's workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works that he had predestined for us and taking those parts which he had predesigned for us, living the good life that he had made ready for us even before we were born. But we, by our own selves and with our human nature we will never fulfill god's best for our life because like we read the human nature will fight that plan by wanting to do its own thing so dying to self enables jesus christ to deal with the human nature problem by giving us his life and nature and taking over our bodies and manifesting and reproducing the life that he had prepared for us even before we were born number three dying to self enables you receive and comprehend the revelations of God. Dying to serve enables you and me to receive and comprehend the revelations of God. Let's read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 from the Passion Translation or TPT and it reads, Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelation of God's spirit for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discordant by the illumination of the spirit. Let me read again. Someone living entirely from the human nature rejects the revelation of God's spirit for they make no sense to him. He cannot understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. So you see, it's understanding God, understanding his word, his mind. It's good to go to school and, you know, exercise our mind and stretch it so we can understand, we can we can comprehend things. But it's not because you have a PhD, I have a master's or I have a first degree that by default I will understand the word of God more. No. If you operate entirely from your human nature or if you operate with God from your human nature, there are many things there are dimensions that you will never understand that I will never understand. For example, even what I'm talking about today in this podcast, some people will vehemently refuse it as Christians. Though you're giving scriptures and you're showing where it is and you're reading it out and you're putting it in the show notes, they will still refuse it. They will still say we are human beings. And it's because they are relating with God from their human nature. Though they are born again and they have the life of God and the nature of God, but their human understanding, experiences and culture and identity is still enthroned in their mind. They have not only learned their humanness and to embrace their divinity in christ jesus so it's important to understand that number four dying to self enables jesus to fill your body completely with himself i love this wow the bible is so interesting i used to ask myself if there were no bible what could i have done and you see what the devil fights you all the time when you want to study. You want to study, you just feel as to sleep all the time. But you can watch movies for 10 hours. You, you can entertain yourself for 24 hours. But as soon as you take the Bible to study, to read, your body shuts down. It's a battle going on. Your human nature is fighting for survival. Because the word of God is the only weapon that was designed to kill your human nature. So whenever you want to study the Bible, your body shuts down. It's your human nature fighting to stay alive. It's a fight for survival. Let me repeat this point again dying to self enables jesus christ enables god to fill your body completely with himself ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 19 from the new king james version ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 19 and it reads 14 for this reason paul is talking for this reason i bow my knees to the father of our lord jesus christ 15 from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named 16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man 17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love 18 may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height 19 to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of 
God, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. When I read this, I just start shaking. This is amazing. You know, many years back, I rebelled against God and I said, you know what? I'm seeing things happen in the world. Things are failing and things are not working. And I told him, like, I rebelled. That's part of my story. One day, I'm going to share that in a forum. And I told God personally that if I were God, I would have done a better job than you. And I told God to get out. And I lived my life going for clubbing and doing all of that. So if God has shown me mercy and I'm seeing these things, it's God's mercy. It's not because I've I've attained anything or it's because I've gone to school. It's God's mercy. When I read these things for the first time and whenever I still read it, even now, I have goose pimples. I'm kind of like, wow, I could never have come out with such a plan. God is amazing. He wants till you are filled with all the fullness of God in your body. In your body, Moses. In my body, Solomon Ray. In your body, Larinda. In your body, Mabel. In your body, Edith. In your body, Claudia. In your body. In your body, uh, I lack words. In your body, Gerald. In your body, you is listening to me right now. God wants to fill you completely with himself in your body. When he says you should die to yourself, he's not being narcissistic or he's not being a narcissist. He's not being selfish. He's doing everything for your sake and my sake. Wow. So those are the four reasons why we have to die to self. There are more, but I don't want to just go straight into it um, because they are heavy. So how to die to self? How now do we die to self? There are five things that must happen, okay, as we are dying to self. Number one is that in dying to self, you must die to your human nature as we have seen. You must die to your human nature and for that to happen, you must be born again. And to be born again, you must accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life because only God can deal with the human nature problem. And Jesus is God in flesh. And Jesus is the only one who can give you and give me the life of God and the nature of God. So dying to self, number one, is you must die to your human nature, your human life and human nature. Our human life and nature is a blessing in that no one can be born again until you are human. But it's a curse also at the flip end because of the corruption project. So we must die to the human nature by being born again. And I said being born again means by receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. And if you've not done so before, do it. I urge you to do it. Number two, the second step, dying to yourself, means you have to die to your human understanding, which is your human wisdom. Your human understanding, your human wisdom, which determines how you operate, which determines how you live your life and how you lead your life. And for this to happen, in dying to your human understanding and your human knowledge, is not living from your human senses, emotions and experiences, rather living from and through God's word. Humans live from their senses, emotions and experiences. Human beings interpret life from their senses, emotions and experiences. Humans do everything everything based on those three pillars their senses emotions and experiences these things are not bad god gave them to us but there's a superior thing that helps us to interpret our lives and to determine how we live not through our senses and emotions and experiences i wish this was a teaching of about two three hours i'd have given you more scriptures but we don't have time for that number three dying to self would mean you have to die to your human perspective that is stop being focused about early concerns and what are early concerns the drive for survival fame and riches every human being does their drive for survival for fame for riches so instead you stop being focused on earthly concerns but now focus on god's dominion on earth and your contribution through your assignment to make that happen so your drive now is not human concerns just to survive just to make a name for yourself and just to be wealthy but it's about focusing on god's dominion agenda on the earth and your participation through your assignment in making that to happen number four dying to self means dying to your human origin and culture this is a very big one and for this to happen you have to have the mind of christ and understanding you are not earthy meaning you are not from the earth in christ you ceased from doing that you are not from the earth but you are from heaven you are heavenly from the kingdom of god on assignment to earth to repossess the earth and have god's culture implemented in the earth 
that's our perspective our perspective is not just earthly i mean our origin and culture you know i'm cameroonian i'm chinese i'm from this town i'm american from atlanta i'm cameroonian bakosi i'm cameroonian bakwiri all those things cease when we are in christ in christ there is neither jew nor greek and all of that we lose all of that and I said, in losing that, it's not about mental decision. You are aware of it, you decide, then you start speaking. You start confessing something different. Of course, when you go to school and they ask you to put your nationality, you put what they expect you to write. But I'm talking about you now and your relationship with Jesus Christ and your assignment and your work. The world will catch on. That's why you are the salt and the light. You are far ahead of what humans are doing on earth. That's why Christ never said that he was from Bethlehem. Where are you from? I'm from Abu and all of that he always confessed his heavenly origin not earthly origin because he knew that he didn't come from here so then dying to self will mean dying to your human passion and desire for self-pleasing dying to self means dying to your human passion and desire for self-pleasing humans have an inordinate passion and inordinate desire to please themselves and nobody else so living with an unquenchable desire and passion to do the will of God the Father and to finish his assignment he gave you in Christ Jesus. It's not about doing what you like, doing your passion and desire to please yourself. Like Jesus, your anthem because my meat, my life, my existence, if I sleep and I wake up, what parambulates my mind and my whole being is doing the will of the Father and finishing his work that should be your passion and drive and desire that should be my passion and drive and desire that should be the passion and drive and desire of all those who are seeking to die to themselves that's why paul would say that christ came and died and as he died he died so that no one should live for themselves but for him we don't live for ourselves we live for him we live for his passions we live for his purposes for his plans and his goals everything we are doing is for him do everything in the name of Jesus, whether in word or deed. Do it for him. Do it through him. Do it for him. For his motivations, for his reasons, for his passions, for his plans, for his purpose, for his overall assignment on the earth by the Father to him. We are almost wrapping up, so just relax, all right? So let me just put myself as the example. So if Solomon Ray has to die to himself, what does that practically mean? Number one, Solomon Ray has to be born again, accept Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior. The reason for that is to have the life of God and the nature of God and to deal with the human nature problem. Number two, Flomore has to die to his human understanding, his human wisdom. Remember, because Flomore was born by early parents and he has grown. And as he was growing, he learned many things from environment, from his parents, even from human nature. He just learned many things, experiences, and all of that. That constitutes now the wisdom of man. So, Solomon has to undo all those things. Solomon has to stop living from the senses and emotions and experiences. He must stop making his senses and emotions and experiences the highest denominator in life, interpreting his life, but rather, he must live through God's word. So, he must live by what God's word says, not from what his emotions and senses and experiences are propelling him to do. Thirdly, Solomon Ray has to die to his human perspective. The human perspective is focused on earthly concerns, survival, fame, riches. Solomon Ray now has to focus on Jesus and what happens around him. Jesus, what happens around him? Not to survive, but now for dominion, for the culture of God to dominate the bodies of every person and every territory. That's what he lives for. He doesn't focus on earthly things and concerns. He focuses on heavenly concerns. And what does he do? Therefore, it means that his business and career and marriage and everything he has, there are tools he uses to make sure that he, he uses them to participate in fulfilling what God has to do in his life, those around him and in the earth. So he's not doing his business for survival. He's not doing his business for fame or for riches. Though those things will come, but it's not a drive. The drive is to use these things as tools that God uses through him to fulfill his purposes in the lives of other people and in the territories of the earth. Number four, it means Slomore has to die to his human origin and culture. Slomore was born in Cameroon. He was born by Bakosi parents, you see. So it means Slomore has to die to his Bakosi 
Celtic culture, died to its Cameroonian culture, died to its African culture, and died to its human culture. Died to his Bakosi origin, died to his Cameroonian origin, died to his African origin, died to his human origin. Because your human origin and culture gives you a roadmap of how you operate, are you saying? So in dying to them, it means Lomuri has to understand that he is not earthy in Christ Jesus. He is from the kingdom of God. He is a son of God, the word of God in expression, sent to earth as an ambassador to participate and partner with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to make sure that the culture of heaven and the culture of God is transferred and infused in the earth and in every aspect of human endeavor. So every ambassador, their role is to relay the culture of their home country to the visiting country. The ambassador's role is culture transference. Culture transference. And finally, Slomore has to die to his human passion and desires for self-pleasing. So Slomore will not do anything that he's doing, his business and career, just to please himself. And of course, you buy those things, all of that. God wants us to have a good life, but that's not a drive. Not a drive. Slomore is not doing those things to please himself and to have a big name and to be popular and to have riches so he can build a mansion and all of that of course the mansions are there they are good but that's not the drive waking up at night just to have some money and make some profit so you can buy some lamborghini and start showing off and no that's not the drive the drive is about living to please god as Omore is working and partnering with god to make sure that god's purposes for his life in the lives of others and in the territories come to pass like to abraham will make his name great and will give him those things that the gentiles seek seek first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added so the mansions and private jets and all of that will be added because you will need them as you are fulfilling the mandate that god has for you Miles Moreau of Blessed Memory, one guy just called him and said, God told me to give my private jet and because he needed it, this is a man, the time I was listening to his message, that was in November of that year, the following year, he had been booked already more than 200 times and the calendar was full. So he needs that. So God will provide and give you that so you can be more effective in managing your time. So the last point, the biggest obstacle to dying to self, there are just two. Number one, ignorance of the new life in Jesus Christ. Many Christians Christians are Christians, but they have no idea that in Christ there's a new life and a new nature. They have the nature and the life of God. They have no idea. So most Christians are still walking in their humanness and operating with God from human wisdom and human understanding, human experiences and human emotions and all of that. So that's the first thing. And the second one is even the more grievous one. An inordinate law for man-made traditions and cultures. This is perhaps the most difficult one. This is a stronghold. When the Bible talks about strongholds, this is a stronghold to many Christians. Where you find many Christians, they have an inordinate law for their traditions and culture. And they will say, these are my roots, my culture, my identity. And they are talking about their village. My culture, my roots. And no matter how the word of God tells them that they are not, they will still not want to understand it. And we are still going to continue to validate our traditions and ethnic cultures over God's word. That's the biggest deterrent to dying to self. If you can deal with this, then you can. So let me read one scripture and we're done. Mark chapter 7 verses 1 to 13. Just to highlight this aspect of the effect of human traditions on God's word. So it's a bit long, 1 to 13. Let's just relax. I'll just go faster. Mark chapter 7 verses 1 to 13 from the New Living Translation. Verse 1. One day some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. 2. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. 3. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands as required by their ancient traditions. 4. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups pitches and kettles. 5. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law asked him, why don't your disciples follow our H.O. traditions? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. 6. Jesus replied, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 7. Their worship is a farce. 
for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. 8. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. 9. Then he said, You skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold up your own tradition. 10. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. 11. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given you. 12. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. 13. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own traditions. This is only one example among many. The King James will say you make the word of God of known effect because of your traditions. Whenever we uphold our cultural traditions and ideals and ideas, we are always shortchanging ourselves in relation to God's word. Always. This is one thing that I see all the time. People are talking in tongues. And when you do that, you relate with God based on principle. And when you relate with God based on principle, even those in the occultic movements and all of that, when they give... They receive because it's a principle, all right? And many of us operate with God based on principle and we think that we have gone 100%. Principles work for everyone. But when you want to work with God based on relationship, it has to be through the word. And the word says you are not human. The word says you are not Cameroonian. The word says you are not Bakosi. You are not Bakwiri. You are not from this region. You are in Christ. You are from God. And this is the biggest deterrent, knowingly and unknowingly, to dying to self. So may God help us. I'm sharing this. It's not because I read. Far from it. I don't. It's just God's grace. He keeps shipping this thing into my spirit and giving us the platform to make sure that we relay it. So in closing, understand that dying to self is not an optional route to any disciple of Jesus Christ. Number two, dying to serve requires putting an end to your human nature. Number three, dying to serve requires unlearning your human understanding, experiences, and culture. The goal of dying to serve is to give Jesus Christ a body, that is your body, my body, for him to replicate himself in and live his life through. Next, dying to serve enables Jesus Christ live his life through your body to accomplish the purposes and plans of the Father on the earth. And finally, the greatest obstacle to Christians dying to self, number one, ignorance of the truth that being born again means the end of your humanity. Number two, ignorance of the new life in Christ Jesus. And number three, the inordinate stronghold of human, national, and ethnic identity and culture. Thank you very much. I know it's been a long one and I'll urge you, congratulations for being here already. Thank you for taking out the time and I hope that's been worthwhile. So I want to thank, you know, Wildner Worship for the permission to use um, their sound. The sound you're hearing in the background is from Wildner Worship. You want to go to YouTube and you find him, Wildner Worship. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Thank you again once more, Gerald, for all you do. Thank you for the amazing work you're doing. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you to all of you who take out time and to listen, to share. The podcast is doing amazingly well. You know, it's only maybe in Eastern Europe that the podcast is here to find audience. But by God's grace, it's going to get there. Not because of popularity, but because we want the word of God to permeate every territory. And someone in every territory should hear about this message so do well to share with your friends and your loved ones so as i earlier said we are available to teach your group your church wherever in the world you can reach out you can contact us through the details in the show notes and the team is going to relay it and we'll see what is possible and how we can schedule it and make it work so to reach out to us you can do that through the short code if you want to call the country code plus two three seven and the number six seven four 083552 country code 237 number 674 083552 one more time country code plus 237 phone number 674 083552 and you can call and of course also that same number is on whatsapp and telegram you can reach out and the team is going to relay it to me as well if you don't want to use that route you can also use the email srn dot podcast with s at gmail.com srn 
podcast with an s at gmail.com you can write there and we are going to reply and see what works and how we can organize and make that happen and also for giving we encourage you to give so we can um, make the program and the podcast better and even have other programs and platforms so for giving you have in the show notes the giving detail the bank details if you have to give through any other means you can call the same number or write the email and we are going to see how we can make it go through so it gets to the right quarters thank you very much god bless you let's pray father thank you for this podcast and thank you for this question i pray for the courage for your people to believe and act upon this knowledge i pray that may you deepen their understanding as they listen to this message repeatedly may you release the understanding of your word through their spirit and so their minds can get it and ultimately so they can start speaking it and acting it out. I pray that may this information lead them to encounter you beyond church and human traditions and I pray that may you lead them fully to conform to their new life in Christ Jesus. I pray that may you be glorified in everything that we think, do and say. I pray that may you grant us the latitude to know you more. Lord, help us. We are nothing without you. Help us, Father. Help us. Thank you, Father, for your people. Thank you for using my voice. Thank you for using my body for your glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have been Solomon Ray, Ngoles Sweat, signing out. See you next time. We are looking at changing the schedule from Tuesday to Wednesdays. I'm going to let you know when that happens. So thank you very much. God bless you. Signing out. See you next week. Bye-bye. Cheers. Love you all. this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two please feel free to send in your questions using the q and a button if you're on spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on apple podcast or any other player getting value from this podcast consider doing the following steps step one leave a review after the show notes below and step two share with your friends and loved ones via your social media platforms also, consider showing some love by supporting us by giving towards the development of other programs using the appropriate link in the show notes as well. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to send your voice note. We truly love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. Till then, have a blessed day ahead and remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.